You are listening to Flipping the Narrative. Come and flip with us. Hi guys, hello everybody and welcome back to another maybe funny episode of Flipping the Narrative. <laughs> uh, we're super happy that this episode will take us on a much lighter journey than the previous ones we've had. Um, we've covered so much stuff that is heavy and deep and, you know, uh, it was about time to just grab the other side of Pinoy-ness and, and turn it around its head again um, with some humor. And I'm really, really, really happy and honored to have a real gaggle with us tonight. The original <laughs> one, actually. I'm so kidding! Sorry. I'm so kidding! <laughs> Mr. Rex Navarrete, who everybody absolutely knows. We love Rex. Um, Rex is probably the premier comedian mm-hmm. um, from the Philippines talking to our communities Many people might not know this, but Rex, I believe you have a background in theater, right? And Asian studies. Asian American studies. Yeah, Asian yeah. American studies. There you go. Awesome. Uh, central to, to, to what I think you do and, and we'll be able to go into that a little bit more. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, and you've just, you've just finished um, um, a tour, right? Yeah, somewhat, you know, just uh, throughout California. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's nice, uh, nice to take a little break before uh, the next... Uh, the next the next tour happens again in October November. So yeah, it was a nice little road trip throughout California. Very cool. nice. Awesome. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. All right, this looks like trouble. Let's go. Uh, yes, yes, it freaking does, um, dude. Okay, so the the thing I really want to start with, you no, know, for me, growing up in the Philippines, like humor to me is such a such a bomb of the Filipino experience. And what I freaking love every time are photos and memes and videos of like Pucha in the middle of Ondoy or some shit. There's like a sirena in the middle of the floods. Like I find it so Pinoy of us, part so central to our survival because we go through so much shit yeah. is laughing about ourselves and what we're going through. No? Right, what right. is your take you gotta, on that? You, I, you know, I just, it's just a survival skill that Pinoy's inherently have to look yeah. for the ridiculous in the, in the <laughs> chaos, you know, yep. you have to yeah. find it. Otherwise you're done. You're done. Yeah, no. You have to find the, you know, the reason to laugh, if not at yourself, at someone else, <laughs> you know, and that's, that's cruel, it's cruel, it's cruel, yeah. but it's a survival skill. You know, and if you could turn that laughter at someone else into laughing amongst ourselves, yeah, that's yeah. The, that's, that's the common goal. You know, I've but always, just get the laugh, get the laughs going. Yeah. You gotta get it going. I, I've always described the Philippines as the love child of Borat and Kafka. You know, <laughs> so, <laughs> there's like absurdity and ridiculousness yeah. and everything, and all rolled into one package that we all mm-hmm. laugh about. You know, and it's mm-hmm. true. I think it keeps us sane in so many ways. Mm-hmm. And that, 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 uh, and that is a required, um, I guess, asset for adaptability. You know, and, and improvising, and we know how to improvise. You know, if not in comedy, but on the world stage, you put us anywhere around Absolutely. the world, we will improvise. We will hit Absolutely. the ground. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll wrap up our parachute, hide it in the bushes, and then continue. You know. <laughs> We're just <laughs> yep. you drop Absolutely. us anywhere, we will adapt, and it's just yeah. it's just Absolutely. how we're brought up. 
So how did you end up in the U.S. and and doing stand-up? Well, you know, I got, um, like a lot of other uh, kids born in the Philippines, we got deported, you know, against our will. And uh, (laughs) we had to come to America and uh, had to make a life of it, you know? I I could have had a life there in in the province or or in Manila. Mm -hmm. Uh, but man, I, you know, I, I always wonder every time I go back, man, I, I, what if I stayed? I think I would have still become a comic, but what if mm. I stayed? So, uh, but yeah, yeah, America and as more, uh, I guess my, my, my sister was, had to be born here and, and we started mm. uh, a family, you know, we became a Filipino American family. It wasn't easy, never easy, you know, for yeah. every immigrant household, never easy. Sure. And um, you had to for adjust. Sure. And, um, and then for me, my, I had to learn English quickly, you know, at the age of mm-hmm. three, three and a half. And my, my first language is, is Tagalog. And, mm-hmm. you know, so just I had to adapt and still carry that um, kind of dual existence, that dual kind of uh, persona, even to this day. You know, I still have Absolutely. that sense where it's like, it's still there. I don't know if, uh, you know, if, uh, if this is my real accent or am I, have I been faking it? <laughs> oh, am well, I faking it? <laughs> Welcome to, we've had this conversation about, do we, do we adapt and do we switch our accents depending on who we're talking to? Exactly. I think we do. I think we do. I do, Um, but but not consciously. And it's called, apparently it's called uh, multi-dialecticalism or some shit like that. Gillian Anderson, when I heard that woman after X-Files speaking with a British accent, I was like, get the fuck out of here. And I thought she was (laughs) doing it like really well, but apparently it just, she just switches. And that's yeah. what happens to me. I'm, my family in the States is very immigrant, first generation. Mm-hmm. But yeah. obviously, I grew up also in the Philippines. So my accent, mm-hmm. just depending on who I'm talking to, will, will kind of, it's schizophrenic, you know? And, and, and in my case, um, uh, I will start adapting my accent to your accent. Uh, right. Even if I, I you know, like when I, when, I, when I, yeah, well, like when I did gigs in London, when I went to the UK, yeah. I'm sounding like a local uh, day two. And it was the fastest way for them to understand me. If yeah, I for sure not not mimic them, but sound like them, you know, right. just, that was the only way it was. Only, it was like, um, like a learning a different language. It just happened to be a different accent. You know? And sometimes that, it really happens without you, you recognizing it. Like I remember confusing the shit out of a, a bunch of Irish people. Cause my, one of my best friends is from Dublin yeah. and right. hanging around enough with him it just starts coming out <laughs> yeah. after a while. Yeah, it's like, yeah. where the fuck are you from again? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm from Ignore Dublin, so that's how we sound there. <laughs> exactly. You know, if, exactly. If, you're, if you're from Belfast and you have to sound like the S, you're from Belfast. You have a different, <laughs> exactly. The, the Northern, keep the Fiat and all, and all of that. Yeah. No, but the, the Dubliners are decidedly, you know, the heavier sort of right in the front of the yeah, mouth and having right, the fucking right Guinness and all that. They all sound like, they all sound like, they all sound like, I'm so Brendan, Glee- was it Brendan Gleason, Gleason, whatever. That Brendan Fraser. Oh, no. No, no. Brendan Gleason. Oh, no. <laughs> that guy. Or one of those guys. Or even Colin Farrell. One of those guys. I like their. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Right. Real cool. Definitely. Real cool job. Yeah. Cool job. Yeah, for sure. But, With the t- Richard you know. Deterge. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Deterge. Yeah. Who laid a exactly. turd here on the floor? <laughs> <laughs> but okay and so turd. here's so many here's here. and so here's the interesting thing i heard, i saw you interviewed in the la times where they're talking about and i loved how unapologetic you were and i actually found you fiercer on paper even than i've heard in your stand-up talking about how pues 
you know, the time is over for Filipinos trying to explain ourselves all the goddamn time. That we're like a mix of Latino and Asian and whatever. We're freaking Pinoy. Uh, you know, Sorry na lang. Our yeah, cuisine is like Pinoy. You, yeah, I know. Yeah, right? We got to stop trying to explain. I get exhausted. There's yes. the internet. Look us up. You can look <laughs> us up. There's a timeline <laughs> of invaders. Okay? Yes. Do I need yes. to explain? And, I you know, know. We, we, we've adapted to everyone that visited us, you know, yeah. and just, that's just how our spirit, we're mixed blood people now, and, you know, it's, I, yeah. you and know, we're it's, mixed. it's there. So we're, we're mixed, we're mixed. And here's the interesting, okay. All that. So here's and the interesting thing. We're talking about trademark hospitality, right? <laughs> right. Oh, well, we, we, we killed some in fairness. Good. What's that? I mean, I'm sorry. I'm half Cebuana, so we killed Magellan. Mm-hmm. I take some pride in that shit, but I'm just saying. <laughs> here's here's um, what I find interesting. We've talked on this podcast about why yeah. it's taken so long, relatively speaking, for like Pinoy food to hit center stage versus like Thai mm-hmm. or whatever. And one of the recurring theories has been because it's hard not to place us. It's a little, we're, we're a little bit of everything. And I think it's affected also our castability in film and things like that. However, mm-hmm. and this is what I want to get to. I do think that a lot of, because when I first heard you, to me, it was like the world cracked open. All of a sudden, it was like Pinoy humor on a, on a world stage that was still so intimate to me. The second you spoke of Santo Nino as a fucking superhero, I was like, that's it, I'm in love. <laughs> I mean, I think there's okay. something about Pinoy humor that is so uniting mm-hmm. precisely because we're so disparate, precisely because mm-hmm. we adapt so easily in other cultures that when we hear these familiar tropes, if you will, that we all have mm-hmm. in our families, it's such a warm bonding moment, no? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or no, I, yeah. that. That's <laughs> uh, no, no. I mean, I, and it, and it uh, you know, for me to go there, that 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 pushes my 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 level of bravery because you know how a lot of us are very, very, um, I guess, conservative or really protective mm. of their certain religious, you know, yeah. deities or oh, yeah. where they pray to, like Santo Nino. Come on, you really. Uh, <laughs> Eh, yeah, what a, yeah, it's cute and everything, and of course, and our faith is connected through it. Uh, but it does have its indigenous roots, you know. We just Absolutely. adapted, you know, Absolutely. through our old, yes. through our old pagan ways. We just uh, yep. replaced mm-hmm. a rock with a little boy with a permanent dress and uh, <laughs> a permanent dress. This is so. I'm like, he's our indigenous Pinoy Jesus, Pinoy baby Jesus, exactly. but he's blonde, blue eyed, yeah. and a perm, right? Yeah. Okay. So you know, and hey, what was the what was the what was the uh, the alternative? Get wiped out. You know, right? So exactly. we adapted. We adapt. We accommodated. Exactly. So that's Ex- what well, we did. Well, so much of Christian, so much of Christianity, period, had mm-hmm. to deal with paganism that wasn't going away. Right. Exactly. And they actually exactly. adapted to to follow pagan calendars and pagan rituals. Exactly. Yeah. Who yeah, would have sunk? We'd I be having know, this geez. discussion with Rex Navarrete. I'm so fucking like it's, thrilled. It's, it's, it's deeper than that. So, you know, you got to find the hilarious <laughs> aspect of Santo Nino, which is cute and frightening at the same time. And, um, you know, and, and, and it's always, it's a mainstay in every Phil Am household. It's always there. Yeah. Um, we don't have a grotto for it. We just put it on top the wooden of the TV. spoons, right? And the wooden yeah, spoons. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. like we put it on top of the TV. Cup. That's where Santa Nino is. Yeah. <laughs> so that way, yeah, 
That way you're not tempted to watch porn late at night because Santonino is watching you. <laughs> or you just turn it around, doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. But that, but that, and then his head turns around and you're running for your life. And then, you know, so yeah, that's, that's it for Bomba Tapes. No more Bomba Tapes with Santonino watching. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's something that I mean so for me like it's funny because on, on one side I think humor is something that has allowed us to adapt a lot right mm-hmm. um, but it's also I've found it it's also a way for us not to like for us to not be aware of stuff for us not to deal mm-hmm. with it properly and I oh, think sure. times that conservativism how do you say that conservativism traditionalism it becomes sort of also a way to just not face um, reality right sure mm-hmm. it's that's escape. Also very filipino in many ways yeah it's, it's escapist it's very escapist so it can be used by either just to avoid or to take something head on you know you know and that's that's the power of humor that's that's the real power yeah. of humor and we keep saying Filipinos are so halo-halo. And I find our humor in particular is such an interesting example of that duality, right? Like, we're so... If you really think about LGBTQIA in the Philippines, right? Mm-hmm. There's an aspect of it that's rather progressive and ahead of its time. Because oh, yeah. so many gay men in particular were really folded in. However, for the longest time, they were comic relief. But they were mm-hmm. present as opposed mm-hmm. to needing to hide because they'd get butchered. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, the comedy there was used as a way to kind of keep them in a quote, certain place to keep them in their place. Right. You can Mm -hmm. only be fun. You're, you're the butt of the joke. You, you're not really taken seriously. This is changing, thankfully, but that's what I mean about the duality of the humor. I think it allowed a space for the gay community to be in public life in such a hyper conservative Catholic country. Right. But at the same time, we didn't talk about it and they were just yeah. funny. So interesting. Then, but it is changing, I think. Yeah, you know? it is. You know, and, and uh, you know, uh, people are maybe discovering now that, uh, you know, the LGBTQIA portion of our culture has been around for centuries. Yeah. Well, not a recent no thing. kidding. It's like, well, guys, we're late to the game. Uh, yeah. I mean, we don't even have, we don't have any pronouns, you know. That designates your. We have one pronoun. It's Xia, and that's That's it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, that's for he, she, uh, a blend of inanimate objects, out of respect for the spirit in inanimate objects. You know, oh, someone's got a call. (laughs) It's work. All right. Uh This is how Uh professional we are. are. Get out. Get out. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's the gay police calling. It's the gay police calling, Luis. I know. Excuse you. Yeah. Are you repping us go. well, bitch? Because if not, <laughs> we'll come the Boy, fuck over. Answer the phone, Luis. Answer yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, yeah, go, go, go. <laughs> Remember, we're all Shah. All of us are Shah. All yeah. of the and we did yeah. have a third gender, right? Before yeah. colonialism, a lot of our indigenous exactly. tribes yeah. had a third they, gender. They held a so high, we were way ahead. Had a, yeah, they had, they held a high status in our society. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Christianity yeah, was really the one that... Yeah. Yeah. Christianity exactly. brought shame. The notion of shame came with Christianity. Yeah. Well, sexual sure. shame. Sure, but... Well, that's why... 
that's why we can we can do that and be ourselves at the same time and, yeah. and still still and move forward but and Rex, your initial Italian, audience you know? was was your initial audience were would be the filipinos like in the bay area and all that um filipino americans when you started out yeah and um, then it Grew, it kind right? of, you know, it kind of went from there. Yeah. I mean, um, there was no, there was no genre called Filipino American comedy yeah. when I started. That's right. Yeah, there was none. Yeah. There was a few of us doing it, but then they went off, did their own thing, and they left me to, you know, hold the bag. It was, yeah, it was yeah. I, I was, you, I was left alone. I had to do it on my own now and create. This you really paved the way, dude. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you, we were, yeah. our last podcast was on representation, and and like my my question was really, why the hell are we so absent? We're every fucking nurse, and we're in every airport, yeah. and we're everywhere, right? But mm-hmm. we're so absent on film and TV and all this stuff. It is changing. I was just telling you this before yeah. we started. I'm like watching Picard, and I'm like, there's a half Filipina there main is. character. And her yep. dad is also on the show. Oh, who's this Pinoy? Yeah. I took one look at him and I was like, I know, you know, there's no more, Pinoy. There's, like, there's no more argument against, uh, you know, with the, that argument is, 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 is dying now. And, I, and it's good. It's good. Cause now we're just as mainstream as any mm. other, yeah, as no. any other face now. And, and it's nice that they're, they just happen to be Filipino and then they move on. Like, uh, like exactly. a good friend of mine, like a good friend of mine, Nico Santos, who's been on how many seasons of Superstore on NBC? He's, oh, yeah, he, is, yes. he steals oh. the show every episode. Yeah, he's such happens, a fan. He happens to be Filipino, and that's yep. great. He just happens yep. to be so. And then you know, people exactly. that watch that show can relate because you know, you live in America long enough, you will have at least one or two Filipino best friends. Exactly. It's just how it is. If you and, live in oh, yeah, any Nico's, major city, yeah. At some point, right? Right. But Nico, but so yeah, Nico's, Nico's character. one of those guys. Yeah, he just, he's not, I, mean, I know him personally to not say, you know, he doesn't wear the Philippine flag on his mm-hmm. on his collar all the time to say I'm Filipino, this right. I'm Filipino. No, he's just Nico Santos. He's a, he's mm-hmm. a, he's a, he's a great comedian. He's a great actor. And, but, you know, if there's an opportunity for him to express his Filipino side and they'll let him go with it, he goes with it. So that's that's you know, that's that's what I respect about him. I found Wasn't his character some- very interesting, Bams, because they in the way they've woven that character into that show to me was fascinating because it was one of the few times I really saw extended family really get woven in. The white yeah. guy getting almost adopted by mm-hmm. the family and the white guy learning Tagalog. It was mm-hmm. hilarious and also mm-hmm. for me really novel rather mm-hmm. one of the few and then spider-man came out right the last big movie yeah. i when knew it was the first movie i knew it <laughs> this guy's peter parker's best friend is filipino from queens exactly. <laughs> oh yeah i don't know when when that scene the lola scene in the, the last yep. one oh my god that was a movie in itself and that was beautiful yes yeah you know? <laughs> exactly that was it that well, was I mean, beautiful <laughs> To me, that was good. And all the Superman saying, sorry, Lola. Opo, Lola. Okay, po, Lola. To me, that was golden. I was was like, we made it, folks. That was beautiful. All the alternate Spider-Mans talking to Lola. (laughs) Wasn't there a guy in Ugly Betty also who was Pinoy? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that's uh, that's Alec Mappa. Alec Mappa. Mappa. He's one of my my mentors in comedy. He wasn't a stand-up comic. 
but he was a com- he was a he was a com- comedic actor. He still is a working actor in, in in L.A. in Hollywood, and you'll catch him do some great stuff. That's Alec Mappa. He was one yeah, of, early like, on, you know, from like San Francisco. Nico Santos. He would yeah. often steal the scene as well in yeah. Ugly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you know, I look up. I looked up uh, to Alec. You know, for all of his work, and then of course, you know, um, uh, got guys like Nico Santos coming uh, coming in right behind me doing their thing, and it's just nice, you know, to to witness all of these changes and these the, the progress happening, especially in our Absolutely. comedy comedy rank, you know. But me, yeah, yeah I, I was I was by myself doing stand up in the beginning, and absolutely, and uh, you know, things have changed. Oh, how has that? Thanks for I, paving I, the way. Yeah, that's that's definitely something that's incredible. Uh, how the how has How your perception basically is what I'm asking from when you started and the reception, you know, of your jokes, your comedy at the time. I mean, you started what around in the late 80s? 80, yeah, 90s, late 80s, right? 89, 90. I mean, yeah. we're, we're looking at almost, you know, sort of 25, 30 years since then. When you started, obviously, probably maybe not even the Filipino community would fully get it. I think there's been an evolution as well of Filipino American the newer generations wanting to go back and learning more about Filipino culture of late, right? And to the reception that you're getting nowadays, where I, I'm, I'm hoping it's much more, the humor is much more universal, um, not just Filipino-centric. Um, sure. Have you seen, uh, you know, sort of like a difference in reaction from your crowds? How, how has that impacted sort of Filipino-American-ness today? Mm. I don't know. You know, I... I, I I, I don't speak for all Filipinos, and I know that um, all of us come from different backgrounds. There's not just one type of Filipino American or Filipino. Yeah. You know, I, I just don't like it when artists take that stance. Like all Filipinos are the same, and all Filipinos must support mm. what I do. I'm like, no, I want you to not agree with some of my jokes. You know, I, I don't want you to just like uh, appreciate that I'm I'm the Filipino, and you have to support me. Otherwise, they're going to blame, you know, crab mentality on you. And I don't do that. I, you know, I want to have discourse in my material and I, I want to have a variety mm-hmm. of, of fans. And it's okay to, you know, to not agree. And it's okay to, uh, you know, be offended. And, um, you know, and it goes both ways. I, I get fans who, um, who don't like my style. And, uh, you know, it's not, uh, universal enough or not meant for a wider audience yeah and that's that's okay go find someone else yeah you know i really go find someone else this is not the only channel you can get a different menu you don't like the place so get up and leave so you know this is what i've been cooking for decades and if you don't like it it's fine i'm not forcing it down your throat and if it's not universal enough for you it's okay and i you know i mean last time i checked All of my sets are in English. And if you don't understand English, <laughs> then there's nothing wrong with me. Something's up with yeah. you. Okay. I did my you best. Know. And if I'm going to put some Tagalog words in there, I will do my best to translate. Yeah. I'm not going to leave anybody out. I can't. Right. So what's interesting to me too, is since you start again to me, huh? like when I say you've paid the wave, I think it's, it's really been amazing to watch how many other voices that are Filipino have come, have become more visible, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, people like Leia Salonga have cracked the global stage open oh, for yeah. like Masegon yeah, yeah. and all this stuff, right? But for comedy in particular, what's been interesting for me has been watching 
I don't know enough about the industry, so excuse me if this is a little ignorant, mm-hmm. no, but watching since you kind of broke on the scene and then seeing all these other comics of color, if you will, right? So mm-hmm. Russell Peters coming out all of a sudden and then like all of a sudden I put in quotation marks, right? And then um, what is her name? Eileen uh, uh, Wong. Um, Ali Wong. I always forget Ali her Wong. name. Ali Wong, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and oh, he was on The Daily Show. He had a network um a Netflix series, Minaj, uh, Hassan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hassan, uh, who's right. not really, Hassan Minaj. Right. Hassan. Right. Who's not Hassan. really stand up. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I just think it's, it's so refreshing because like you said, there's no number one Indian American voice, one Korean American mm-hmm. voice, one Filipino American voice, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I think the more, the manier, as we would say here, right? but uh, <laughs> yeah, give us all these voices and show us all these things. I'm not excited about a neo-Nazi Filipino ever coming out, but, mm. but if I like one, the variety. It better be if funny. There is one, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you better be funny. As well as, as, way, as, well as hateful, you've got to be hilarious. <laughs> this is true. This is true. That's all I ask. That's you all know I what's ask. interesting? You, you bring up something that's interesting to me. You know, Bambina had started by saying she describes Filipino humor as a mix of Borat and Kafka. Um, I don't know if we're that intellectual, but I I <laughs> do think it's interesting that we are absurdist for sure. But our humor to me has never felt mean. It's never had that biting shit on other people quality. Yeah, um, we have never punched down. You know. Yeah, no. Never, we've always punched across or upwards. <laughs> yeah, or internally, yeah. but we've never yeah. kind yeah. of yeah, exactly. No, yeah, yeah. It's interesting we, we, to me. It's you know, I think is because it's too easy. It's it's too easy to punch down. It's yeah. always so easy to write a joke that hurts somebody to their core or a group yeah. of people to their core. And you know, uh, you know, for us, uh, you know, for from comic to comic, it's like we just frown. We just go, hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you can only go so far with that, bro. Like, yeah, like, no. You know, you're going to get that crowd and, and that's the crowd you don't want. You know, they're going to make you rich, but you know, you're going to have to sleep with them. You know, that's the crowd you're going to get. So, you know, if you punch down, yeah, Yeah. if you punch down, that's what you're going to get. But I also find it's just not, it's just not who we are. You know, it's funny because we talk about, you go to your tita's house and it's always, or, or how come you're not married or. You I know. know. Like we're, and that's enough an invitation to, to, to snap back. <laughs> and if you don't snap back, we, you've lost the opportunity yep, <laughs> to, be for disowned, sure. to be disowned for by your sure. family. <laughs> but what is it? You have so many classics, Rex. You have the SBC Packers, which is mm-hmm. <laughs> classic, yeah. right? And yep. then you have yep. the Ma- Marites, right? Marites, Marites versus the Super Friends. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, that one, the cooking fish and Aquaman there was like... <laughs> to this day. To this day. I, I know, introduced I them so, to my I, children the other oh, day. Oh, really? <laughs> they translate. Really my, my kids are 12 and 15 and it's 2022. And they were like, mama, play it again. Mama, play it again. I'm like, for fuck's sake, wow. it won't work. But, oh, no, no. They're in love no, with it. I, in love. Yeah, my, my children didn't grow up in the Philippines either. But I, you know, when it came out, I remember seeing it on Facebook even. And I made sure. them watch it. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, they were laughing and laughing. So, I, you know, I, you know, when we, 
when I, I I actually did the the first version of it live audio only version back in '98, and then the animated version came out in 2001, and that's okay. when it. Yeah. You know, I mean, you get that opportunity to to visualize yeah. uh, a routine. You got to make it as ridiculous as possible, <laughs> and and we did. <laughs> we, and it, <laughs> no, but how did you how did you zero in on a name like Maritas? Because I have friends. Who were called Maritas, and they said <laughs> after that came out they were Tessa. <laughs> they changed their names. Okay. I know. I know. I think I ruined it for every Maritas in the country. <laughs> um, so yeah, and I know it's, it's after my my cousin. Um, I have an ate Maritas also. So you know, it's just, it's just a, one of those names that is just very benign. So and you can't, benign, so benign. you can't not use it, you know, it's <laughs> just, and she had to be the one uncovering all the dirt to, you know, our, our most favorite superheroes. You know, she's got the dirt. <laughs> she really does though. Maritas don't play. She knows everything. <laughs> it's like a confession. It's a confessional. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so yeah. good. <laughs> so genius. And it's really Thank been you. woven. I mean, it's part of our culture already. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, my kids now will grow up from 2020 onwards and will probably have their kids freaking watch it. Like, <laughs> what you made there? I'm sure you're probably sick of doing that. And if you, I yeah, saw you I on a show in Manila, I you did. retired it. I think I, right? I retired it in Manila. It was just too much. That's right. You know, because yeah, it was too much. It, it was it was becoming like a like theater almost to me to, <laughs> and to it, perform. And it was that. like it a was, call and response because no we oh memorized God, it, it now. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And if and if I mess it up, and then you guys like get mad at me, like great, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> just but, I, yeah, I had to retire. But then I did come back with a sequel to it ah, um, years ago. Right, I, I, I record. It's it's on. I think it's it's on one of my DVDs. Uh, the audio is now up on iTunes. Awesome! I'm sure you can find. Nice. It. Yeah, Marita's Marita's. Uh, she works now for the Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters. Oh no! <laughs> and, uh, yeah. That's you know, awesome. She, she didn't. Yeah, she didn't know that she had to go to upstate New York and work with mutant children. She thought she was going to go to the Xavier School. They're in Green Hills and work with the, <laughs> you know, the private school, oh the Chinese <laughs> private school. <laughs> so wrong school. No, but, <laughs> and then the name Maritas so now has a different connotation, right? In yeah, currently. Right. Yeah. So that's quite, yeah. So I guess a lot I'm of people don't want to all, be called I'm Maritas. sorry to all the Maritas is there. I've just, uh, <laughs> you know, I've ruined your game. <laughs> and so, okay. So for folks, for folks listening, make sure to check out Maritas part two at Savior. But yeah. also, uh, Rex, you have a podcast, which is akin yeah. to ours, the Flip, the yeah. flip Chronicles, I, I, right? Yeah. The Flip Chronicles. And I, and I do intend to come back to a second season. It's just, yeah. And it was just something for me to do in the middle of the lockdown of the, the pandemic yeah. lockdown. And I just yeah. wanted to, you know, just to check in with um, friends and, and fans and, and, um, you know, instead of giving them comedy stand up, you know, just giving them a conversation to, to be part of. And, and it was nice exactly. to interview a lot of people who have affected my career, my life yeah, and uh, people who I look up to in, in different fields. So it's not just entertainment, but people, you know, being, I was being gonna the say, great, great Filipinos in their field, you know, and so yeah, I, you know, like I, you've shown a light on illustrators, Filipino illustrators. I thought sure. that was so galing because they're such yeah. the unsung heroes, also, no, of so much animation yes. and and yes. art. 
Is yes, and you know we're we're inherently artistic people. So yeah. you know, I mean, in the world of illustration, wow, the the names are endless. The names are endless, and you know, me growing up as a kid, that was my favorite thing: comic books and drawing, and illustration. And so, you know, it was it was just yeah. uh, it was just mind blowing, mind blowing to discover that Filipinos were a big part of you know Marvel Comics and DC and a lot of the independent uh, comic movement over really? here in the states. Oh yeah, really? oh yeah, I didn't know oh, that. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, there was a big drain. A lot of them were um, uh, recruited, like from Manila. They came over yep. to the Philippines and brought them back to the states oh, just to become yeah. full time illustrators. I mean, what. You know, it's so hard. Bambina has mentioned this all the time that our government really relies on all the Filipinos who have had to leave because the government mm-hmm. can't make stuff work here. So they leave and the money they send back is what sustains us. But mm-hmm. it's not like while they're here, we have any support for people in the arts or mm-hmm. uh, our domestic helpers or even mm-hmm. our medical community. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's how the country survives. It's basically you guys who've gone abroad and send money back to all their loved ones here, diba. Right? Mm-hmm. That's why we're ready for uh, deep space travel. Because <laughs> <laughs> send us out. Those, uh, we're going to be in hypersleep. Filipinos yeah. love hypersleep. We're ready. I am ready that's to be so asleep for, for eighty-seven <laughs> years, going to the next galaxy. Just to... ayan. Lahat ng interspace cruise ship mga ah, Pinoy parin ang magkukrew. Exactly, yeah. huh? And then by the time you, uh, by the time you have communications back with your children, they have grandchildren. They have them. You know, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Outer space OFWs, huh? There you go. Outer space Filipino workers. We can still keep the okay, Rex. OFW. We have to pitch OFW. that. <laughs> Let's pitch that to HBO. Outer Space <laughs> OFWs. <laughs> Wala naman dust dito. Filipino I mean, I'm sure. Exactly. Because <laughs> we got to keep rebuilding that Death Star every time it blows up. We have to keep rebuilding it. <laughs> All know, the space debris. The empire. the empire pays well. <laughs> They pay well. <laughs> all, the sp- all the space debris and you cut to all the Pinoy's cleaning exactly. up. All the Pinoy's cleaning up. With their jetpack collecting all the debris. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's it. I expect to see a, a, something a about pitch, that. Correct, huh? okay. Yes, please. Yeah, it, this is it, my it next bingeable thing. A, it'll start out as a stand up routine and I'll develop it from there. Perfect. You know. Please, please do. <laughs> <laughs> I want something new to binge. Hyper sleep. Hyper sleep. Hyper sleep. Hyper sleep. It's not What is it? You're shaking in your sleep. I'm saying there's a lot. There's a lot to do. Hyper is slip. Hyper is slip at warp drive. Yeah. See, ano, do you remember that girl? I don't remember, unfortunately. She had happy is slip. Happy sleep. Your sleep happy is slip. showing. Yes. Happy sleep, oh, right? She's, she's a friend of mine. Is she yeah. still, act- is she still yeah, active? She's, 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 still on, she's still online. You got, she's still uh, alive oh, and well during her videos online. And now she's, uh, her. I, I heard, and I found out recently she's uh, um, coming back to the stage. So she's doing some Fantastic. of her stuff live. On stage, oh, fantastic! So she's based, she was. Yeah, so she's based cool. out of North Carolina, so you know, I've been oh, wow. chatting with her, and like, we need to work together. This would be hilarious. She, if we showed the space she was hilarious. She was one of the first viral, parang exactly vloggers, right? Mm-hmm. Who did Filipino mm-hmm. humor? Happy sleep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you want to know how it's done, you want you have to watch her stuff. Her stuff is yeah, and the original. 
um, exactly. The, the original happy slip Lou. Stuff. Did you ever see her, Lou? No. No, I don't think so. So happy slip came from where your happy slip. Mm-hmm. So it's when mm-hmm. her production co became. Oh, and I used to happy hear that a lot of growing up. Well, no, no. I thought you were talking about. I thought you were talking about um, what you wear. The happy slip. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what it is. But you okay, pronounce so it happy sleep. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> happy sleep. Okay. Um, exactly. Speaking does great of which, characters, she does great. So we had a whole episode mm-hmm. about. So this was interesting. One of our listeners had said, mm-hmm. "Can you do an episode on accentism?" And mm-hmm. I was like damn, I had actually never heard of that. So I did, you know, a little bit of research and da, 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 and we ended up talking about it. And it's so true, huh? Pinoy's, we really, I guess this is true of so many cultures too, but I find it so Filipino to mark class, to mark social bonding, to mark placement Region. um, yeah, with place. regions, right? With your accent. And mm. I find we really make fun of ourselves, how we speak English, how we mangle English. That's and that features also in your stand up, no? Sure, sure, quite heavily, right? Pacquiao, yeah, I remember yeah. Pacquiao also, yeah. Because no? if you're gonna do Manny Pacquiao, you gotta do yeah. Manny Pacquiao, <laughs> you gotta know where he's <laughs> yeah. from. And yep, uh, he exactly. doesn't sound like he's he's not from he's not from uh from Quiapo, he's from Mindanao, yep. he's from the he's from you know Jensen, and um, yep. his accent is very specific to that region. So yeah, I you know. So here's you know, when, here's a you gotta you gotta yeah, listen go, go. in you gotta listen in on him. Absolutely. So here's Have my you question. Seen him fight? Right? Have you been to any fight of his live? Yes. Yes, I yeah. have. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're fun. They're really quick. You know, but yeah, really good. <laughs> but and I try to stay as long as I can to hear him. You know, do the post fight <laughs> interview. That's the best part. <laughs> like, can yeah. you say that again, please? Can you say that again, please? Yeah, his, 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 his accent punches harder than his left. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and, and you heard him when he went, I was it on Jimmy Kimmel when he sang? Remember oh, yeah. Oh. One show when he sang, right? Because he, he loves yeah. singing, right? He loves, he loves singing. He loves karaoke or something. And yeah, then so Jimmy yeah. Kimmel said, yeah, what are you going to sing? Been away. I, I so can't remember he what he singing. sang, but it was like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, you can't, yeah well if he if he retires from boxing you know like for good you know could be a could be a full-time <laughs> singer it could be a full-time <laughs> lounge singer you know but okay so here's here's what we were talking about earlier no and we don't tend to punch down and this thing about accentism and how we make fun of our accents and how we speak english mm-hmm. and how we mangle it etc cetera, etc cetera. all fine and good and all funny and we make fun of ourselves etc but when that starts to have real world barriers, right? Like certain mm-hmm. people might not get jobs because their Cebuano accent is very heavy mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, it starts bleeding into an area that's not so kind. Yeah. Um, what do you think? And I, I, I don't know. I think it's interesting because, again, to me, it's this this thing that we straddle as Filipinos, where mm-hmm. we can make fun of ourselves, but up to a certain point, and then it becomes potentially self-hatred or mm. um or self-minimizing or making fun of your tita <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what i mean who was this first mm-hmm. first generation immigrant and tried to make a home mm-hmm. for everybody mm-hmm. I, I don't know i don't know how i feel about that i think i think we managed to navigate it quite well you yeah. know but i well, do wonder it, if it in also the depends. philippines 
But it also on depends on you as a maybe uh, depends a lot on you as a person too. You know, I think a lot of you as a person and your values and your morals. Yeah. You know, they they're a big part of you as a performer. You know, yeah, no, and um, I, for me, that, that's always in the back of my mind. Yeah, yeah, I make a lot of people laugh, but at whose expense? You always right. have to have that in your head. Whose expense? And I'm um, gonna have to remind myself. Uh, I came to this country with an accent too, and I still right. have it. You know, I can mm-hmm. turn it on any time. You know, but I, I I choose to have a selection of other accents because that's what this right. country has forced me to do. Make a choice mm-hmm. how you're gonna sound when you leave your house. You know, because it's uh, it's not that kind of a country yet. So you get you gotta yeah. you gotta. You got to navigate. Like you said, you have to navigate. Even just the way you sound, you're navigating. Um, but um, yeah, you just have to know um, who, who might get hurt. And, um, yeah. and, if, and, if, and if they are a target, you know, I, you, know you got to make that explicit. And um, you know, I, 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 tend, I tend not to go that direction, but um, yeah, hopefully a lot, of my, my, a lot of my stuff is, is because I am uh, an immigrant. Right. And I am the the classified the other for a lot of people. So right, yeah. So you know, I, I, I hopefully they'll catch that. Hopefully they'll catch that. And I, I try not to overexplain, and I don't want to, and don't want to overexplain. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Again, like you said in the beginning of this of this podcast, like why do we have to keep explaining, guys? Yeah. Filipinos are everywhere. Yeah. You know, exactly. Sirapa yung Google sa telephone mo, pakigamit niya. Hello. Yeah, please turn on your Google. So what is the shortcut in text in Filipino now? Is G N? I know G M G. Google Mogago. Google Mogago. Google 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 But that's interesting, Rex. Huh? Because I also hear so many other. Granted, they're most. Is this fair? I hear a lot of American comedians who are so adamant about never apologize and nothing is off limits. And this mm. is one of the few times I'm hearing a successful comedian going, well, maybe some things are off limits and maybe you pay attention to your value system and don't shit on, you know, yeah. I think because that's if interesting it's, if to it's hear. A, there's targets, there's hard targets and there's easy targets. Yeah. You know? It depends on what kind of a, what kind of a, of a marksman you, you want to be, you know, yeah, are you going in there for, for a precision strike or are you just carpet bombing? You know, right? And I, I like to go with precision strikes. I, that's just me, you know, because then that way you get all the nuances along with that strike. You know, yeah. and it, it becomes a little bit more experiential, right? Than than I guess a blanket statement, right? You, mm-hmm. You're talking about something that happened to you, or I mean, just a specific um, moment. Yeah. That, where you can relate to, you know, you know, to that target, I guess. Yeah. 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 And personalizing it, you know, from your own experience or borrowing someone else's experience um, and humanizing, you know, that's just been my style and not a lot of other comics choose to go that direction. I was going to say, it's quite yeah, unique. Because it's, yeah. Uh, because it's, yeah, it can be like, eh, it's, it's like, uh, you know, it's, it doesn't cover as much of a target. You know, you need a bigger yeah. target. You need a big strike zone. Like, ah, really? Do you? Do you? Maybe I, I, not. I, no. For me, less is more. The smaller things yeah. are big. And I, I come oh, from that I old like school that. of comedy writing where, yeah, you know, 
Uh, yeah, it's just the little things are are yeah. immense. You know, if you take the your time to allow life. people to hear <laughs> and and give them the opportunity to hear you, to and not just yeah. hear you, but also to listen. You know, like right. new comics, young comics today, they just want to they do the whole jokes per minute kind of thing. And mm -hmm. uh, all right, but you know, at the end of the night, I can't remember one of your bits. I can't. Right. You know, because you didn't take the time to sit with me, you know, in that moment in, on yeah. stage. And that's where your theater background comes in too, sir. But what's interesting yeah, a little bit to of, me. Yeah, a little bit of right? that. And also, yeah. And, and, and I also have a, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but I also have a background in, in, in drug and alcohol recovery services and, and that's you know, during, during, during therapy work. So it's the yeah. art of listening. Yeah. Sort of listening and then you better calculate Preach. what you're going to say in response Amen. to all that, mm -hmm. everything you've just listened to, you cannot just bomb right there. Okay. You have to be deliberate so, in what you're going to say next. So I took all that skill with me and the theater fantastic. stuff and, you know, all the comedy mm -hmm. stuff. And, you know, then all it gets integrated into, you know, me, the performer, my comedy. So what's interesting to me hearing you now is, is so again, I've mentioned from the beginning of the podcast, I've always loved your work, et cetera, et cetera. And, but what's been, fascinating for me is watching some of the newer comics come out and feeling a little bit of unease and I mm -hmm. couldn't quite pinpoint it and I think there's something that you said that for me really resonated which is when you're so precise and you're so thoughtful is really what I'm getting from this you're I mean not not considerate necessarily but thoughtful like there's so much mm -hmm. crafting that goes in there mm -hmm. um I find your humor, even though sometimes it's self-deprecating and it's funny about our community making fun of ourselves, it's never otherizing. It's never punching down, like you said earlier. Mm -hmm. It's like, if we're going to make fun of ourselves, it's in a spirit that tends to unify and bonds us together because we know we do this mess, right? Like, we mm -hmm. know we messy sometimes, but we love each other, etc. As opposed to really punching in a way that that reinforces either stereotypes or really puts people down or picks mm -hmm. the weakest of us and and pushes them further down and i find it really refreshing personally to hear you vocalize that you know um yeah well and, uh, like i said i you. come from a <laughs> i come from an old tradition <laughs> and it's like it's like it's like the old way you know if you if you're if you're if you're shitting on somebody you're probably not that funny to begin with, that's true. <laughs> you know, it's like where's where's the comedy? Where's the comedy? We're all yeah. supposed to laugh with each other because when you're in a comedy Dumb. club, you're looking left, you're looking right behind you, and we're all laughing together. You got to. That's the that's the thing. I don't want to. I don't want to partition the room. You know, and yeah. it's uh, you know sometimes you might have to to make an example. You know, for, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, just to cut through the narrative of your of one of your bits, but it'll 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 come together in the end got to come together you know where everyone okay. is in on it so i mean that's that's the, that's the thing and, and it's still a challenge you know still to this day after what 33 years of still writing for myself and uh, yeah and apparently dang. you know and, and a lot of other comics they they you know, they get in, they kind of followed my path a little bit mm -hmm. and um mm -hmm. you know and i've given them as much advice on the road like you know yeah just find your but you got to find your voice um you know, find your audience um, and um, be original. Always be original. You know, you know. There's a lot of a lot of temptation to borrow other people's material, but um, you know, try not to because in that way, 
you're not going to stay on the path you're supposed to, you know, try to find your own voice. And this is, I know showbiz can be really competitive and, you know, yeah. they want you to, you know, to be as successful as quickly as possible. It's like, guys, really, you know, I don't know. It's, it's fine if you get those specials and all the accolades and everything, but you know, for me, I, I'm still enjoying, I'm still enjoying comedy, you know, with yeah. the, with the, with the the few gigs that I get every now and then, I you know those are fun shows to me. You know, uh, yeah. no pressure, and I get to do the stuff I love doing, and uh, you know, come up with new new bits and get to meet new faces. And you know, I've never been to any of my shows before, so it's nice to see a new generation of fans coming out. And um, you know, people who are mm-hmm. my age and even younger are bringing their kids. And, you know, it's nice. Is there a specific? Um, Gosh, I don't know if formula is the right word for humor. And the reason why I'm asking this is precisely, does humor in our community evolve? Humor, I guess, in the Philippines is, is pretty much, you know, contained. It, we, we, you know, it keeps, on just, it keeps on, you know, coming around and around and around. It's the same thing. But, you know, for, for communities that have gone abroad, like, you know, Filipino Americans and Filipino Spaniards or Filipino French, I mean, we have common threads. but. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do you think humor is going to evolve as well within our communities? And if so, how? I mean, it's a weird question. I, I'm just trying to figure out. Know. There's a lot of that's stuff. A tough, that that's a tough one. Yeah, that's a tough one. And I think, um, you know, there's, there's, there's things that are inherently Filipino, you know, um, mm-hmm. based out from the Philippines itself. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I get, and and um, I, I'd like to say that I'm privy to some of that. You know, with all of my travel between the states and mm-hmm. the Philippines, you know, to see, just to be exposed to the to the sense of humor that makes Manilenos laugh, and to make Cebuanos laugh, and and folks from Baguio, and what makes them all laugh? And there's a, there's a common thread even there, but everyone has mm. their own distinct sense of humor, and that's nice to see that even in the ranks of the. Uh, up and coming and already established um, um, uh, Philippine stand-up comics there that I've worked with, you know, during their routines um, that are inherently in, you know, from their own regions and in their own languages. And I've told them, you know, the best, best, the best uh, way I've experienced your comedy set is when you do it in your dialect, not in English, because mm. I can understand it. And there's only certain things you can get when it's spoken in your own tongue. And then when you yeah. do the English version, I, a lot of it is lost. And that's right. a shame, you know? Yeah. And, and so, you know, I prefer, you know, for them, you know, uh, just to please just, you know, do it the way you hear it inside of you. Because I think you, you don't have to worry about this abroad. It'll happen later. But for right now, I think the Philippines needs to see its own brand of stand-up comedy, you know? And it's it's finally yeah. happening in the last ten years, and that's that's beautiful to be able to work with these um, younger comics who are you know doing what I do the the way I do yeah. it, but their own way. And uh, and I yeah. tell them, don't copy me, don't copy us, do it your way. And then if you have an English version to it, good, you'll get work abroad. You might get work in <laughs> Singapore or like you yeah. know Hong Kong or Australia, you know. But for right now, the Philippines needs its own stand up comedy. And it, it's happening, and it's great. Yeah, it's happening. It's happening, and throughout Asia, I think there are Filipino stand-up comics performing. Mm-hmm. But at least before the pandemic, there would be like mm-hmm. comedy festivals 
in uh-huh. like Hong Kong and Singapore, Malaysia, Philippines. Yeah, yeah they've been part come. too. And it's and it's nice to travel with the local yeah. Manila comics from yeah. like Comedy Manila. You know, those guys we'd be on a on the same bill, you know, doing something in Kuala Lumpur. And, yeah, um, you know, but Rex, awesome. I wanted to, Just, to ask uh, yeah. you, like, a lot of comics, I mean, you have, a, a lot. I think it, it's widely accepted that a lot, and obviously your um, proof of this, that a lot of comics or comedians are actually very highly intelligent, highly perceptive, even intellectual people, which I think you also have to be because you're, you have to be attuned to nuances. Comics are known to be are regarded as as really very highly intelligent, highly sensitive people, which I think is very true because you have to be very perceptive. You have to pick up on nuances and culture and expression and all that, and then turn it to humor, right? With a kind of humor that that speaks truth, right? That resonates with kind of authenticity and all that. But there's also been kind of like a downside, like you have. Um, comedians comics dealing with deep depression right it's kind of like the flip side of laughter is kind of like this depression and and we obviously know of um very talented comics um comedians who have for example robin williams suicide um and i was just thinking i i may be off tangent here but as a culture we like filipinos we're almost not even given depression right or we don't allow ourselves to give into depression because you know either there's a stigma or you know it, it's everybody's in your business kind of thing you know that whole yeah. we're yeah. on the one barangay kind of thing mm-hmm. so I, I don't know what yeah, no. you know if you had any I, thoughts well on that. you know when it when it comes to depression with filipinos we're ill-equipped to uh, support ourselves you know yeah, that's really we're, yeah. we're always we're always uh, we always have to put the happy face on, make everyone happy. And when it comes to serious depression, we don't know how to deal with it. Otherwise, the only way to deal with it is not to deal with it and mm. just to, you know, sweep everyone off to the side and or just um, make them live a life of, of denial. So yeah, that's uh, that's one thing you know. Um, and if you we do want to do a get podcast into, episode on that, yeah, Filipinos just that by itself, but. But yeah. if you do want to, uh, for stand-up comics, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's an inherent it's, real. it's, real. it's an inherent um, um, you know affliction within our ranks, and um, you know I, I I know a few who were personally battling you know their own demons and yeah. still doing stand-up, trying to do stand-up at the same time, and that's where I come in as an older comic. You need to step away from the stage. You know, because you're using comedy as therapy, you know, to uh, to self-medicate. That's not that's not the way to go. Because um, what if you go up on stage, you're having a good set. Next thing you know, the last five minutes, you're bombing. You're totally eating the, you know, your whole set. You know, like, how do you cope with that? How can you live? How can you manage that every time? You can't do that. So, yeah. So, yes, um, you know, you got to you got to remember the greats like Robin Williams. Even Robin Williams, one of the greatest yeah. comedians mm, yeah. in our yeah. time, yeah. couldn't handle it. He didn't yeah. get help. Yeah. So you think you think you're as good as Robin? No, Robin was the mm-hmm. best of us, and he mm. still couldn't handle it. So right. yeah, there's a lot, a lot of, a lot of comics mm-hmm. need to check in with themselves, 
especially if they're depressed, you know, battling their own, you know, depression, you know, privately, you know, comedy is great if you've got everything else in balance, but it's, it's not, it's not there to medicate and fix the situation you need to fix. Not just by yourself. Nice. You need to get real help. Nice. Yeah. It's very interesting. I've never, think- I've never heard that perspective about, um, as a comedian, using comedy as a way to sort of heal medicate. the yeah, it's a self-medicate. Yeah, I, I find that very, very interesting. Is it? Is it something? You know, I don't know if it's a an off question, but since you're on so much of your time, right? I mean, that's your profession. You have to be on, and that is sort of like a persona, right? Mm-hmm. Um, does that have anything to do with you? You're so high all the time on 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 that persona that when you are quiet. There is a crash. Is this something that could be? Uh, sorry, yeah. very, 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 very um, ignorant question. But can this be sort of somehow equal to a, a type of addiction where you know after you have the high of the drug, you really just drop? Yeah, exactly. No, it's a, uh, it's uh, it's chasing the dopamine. You know, it's really chasing, mm. it's chasing the dragon. You know. That's what right. it is, you know, right. being high, having a great set, being in front of hundreds of people and you just killed it. And then two hours later, you're not on stage anymore, but you're still, you know, feeling it. And then four hours later, you know, it's coming, it's coming down. It's like, whoa, how do you deal with this? Yeah. You know, There's so also, I mean, also substance abuse is a big thing also among comedians, yeah, sure. right? Yeah. Just, I mean, yeah. like in any other, any other facet yeah. of life but so so much more so in entertainment you know not just comics. i was gonna say in the yeah. arts uh period because so much it's also yeah. there's an element also of it, this is such art is a crafted thing and it is a skill and something to really you know work on but it's also very personal and very vulnerable and i remember being mm-hmm. in theater and doing art and one of the reasons i left those worlds is for me they were therapeutic and therefore mm-hmm. to have that put out there for judgment valuation by how much mm. it was gonna mm. i could that's, charge that's for a, it etc right, right? all of a sudden that's a tough it's way like, to live oh my god mm-hmm. so yeah. i realized rather yeah. quickly i don't i didn't have the backbone for it and a lot mm-hmm. of my friends who were in the industry mm-hmm. it's something you have to come to terms with and you have mm-hmm. to find that healthy separation of it is not me my core my being here that's being judged but what i produce which is a, a yeah. thing right and yeah. while it's very personal yeah. and vulnerable it is not me right mm-hmm. and i'm a fan of therapy clearly so <laughs> i'm like mm-hmm. i'm so so happy we're all talking about mental health far more in yeah, the yeah, Latino but, community yeah, but for but us, also for us arts, comics right? yeah for comics it's tough because that is your persona on stage to a yeah, point right. that's so true you know so and then true. you're the one who gets up on stage so you're the true. one who gets off the stage and then what do you that's do after so the moments after are you still yeah. complete are you are you right. still on are you still uh, accessible right. to the fans you know at that moment that's you gotta so know when to turn it off and then you know i've, I've taught i've taught myself to turn it off you have mm. to Otherwise, you're not going to make it. You have, you have to turn yeah. it off. You have to tell people to back the fuck off. Yep. You know, this is me. Yep. I'm doing, I can only do this to a point. Yep. And then I'm done. You guys had your laughs. I had my, we took our pictures. We're good. I need to go back to my normal life now. You know, yeah. I'm not a comedian 100% of the time. That is too damaging. That is damaging. But, you can't live like that. Yeah. How have fans reacted when you, 
had the occasion to to bring that up. They have to take the pictures or whatever. That's, you've had no, to your boundaries. What? Yeah, what I just, how would they you know, I, Well, you know, uh, you just um, you just don't engage. You just say good night, thank you, walk away, walk mm-hmm. away. <laughs> you just have to go. You have to. Otherwise, you're going to be in everyone's damn picture until twelve thirty, and that's yeah, not the way to live. Sure. You have to get back to. I, you know, for me, I, I'm doing it the old way. I, you know, I don't travel with an entourage. I don't have a security team. I don't have a road manager. I'm doing all those things by myself, and I, you know, I, I, I I've been able to do everything, you know, the way I Dang. like. And, and people give me my distance. They give me my space. Otherwise, you know. I'll give you, I'll give you not such a great show, you know, if you keep pushing, you know, because uh, I got to yeah. manage myself. So I have to, and yeah. a lot of other comics well, have lost that ability. You have to manage yep. everything about you as the performer, you know, and, and as the, the person the doing the performance. Right? Wait, yeah. so as not to potentially be one of those people that won't let you go because we want you in every selfie. I want to point out it is 10 o'clock and I want to make sure Rex, you're okay in terms of, we can start wrapping up sort of yeah. now and, and sort of get to the last thoughts because it's going to be yeah, late sure. in your time. You have stuff yeah. to do. Okay. So you're good. <laughs> We're not yet crossing yeah. that line. I'm right? good. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Go ahead, Lou. Sorry. Let's no, no, so, yeah. I mean, it was really about that. I mean, I'd, I'd like to take the chance to say, okay, um, you know, we've seen the good, the bad and the ugly, or we've talked about it, you know? So of course, yes, humor is central to us as Filipinos and it's great. Mm-hmm. And I wish that we keep on having that in, and that our humor evolves to the point where it keeps uniting us wherever we go. Because Amen. no matter who you are in the Filipino, you know, fabric, and, and we, we all have a tub of ice cream with the Nuguan inside that we will <laughs> have to get confused with at some point. Either <laughs> we're that is fucking universal to Pinoy's period, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to have some Which, chocolate ice cream. Fuck, it's yeah. Nuguan. No. Then go so, oh, which is God. even better for most Pinoy's, even better. Yeah, not for your, not your, for your, your white friend who comes in and, and, and is crashing your house, right? <laughs> but, uh, Just don't give him polvoron. Just don't give him polvoron. You're going to hide the body. You're choking hazard. Choking hazard. You know. yeah. <laughs> try to whistle. Yeah, that's what he's doing oh, your white friend. Hey, he's and try to whistle, <laughs> man. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my God. And the other thing is, let's keep on using humor. I guess I'll, we talk a lot about self-awareness in, in the podcast. And I, mm-hmm. I'd really like to see our community use it really for more self-awareness and to move forward. Oh, yeah. I, I think that's yeah, super Yeah, yeah. Um, so how, how would you, you're, you're, the, you're the, the, the humor person. Um, how do you, how do you, want humor to affect our community moving forward? How do you see it? What do you think you're going to do with humor moving forward? Mm. I, 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 you know, now I think um, for us as Filipinos there in the Philippines and worldwide, yeah, I think uh, we're at the next, we're at the next uh, stage where we can use mm-hmm. humor to affect change, you know? Yeah. Not just, oh not just be funny, not yeah. just be funny, but to affect change, you know? And we've always had it with us and it was just kind of suppressed Especially during, you know, martial law years, there was some great yes. comedy going on. Oh my yes. God, it was so subversive, but yes. it survived. And there was so much to learn from that. 
um, because that's the best kind of comedy. That comedy that that affects change, that of, that that changes minds, and uh, makes things you know better for for most of us. And I hope uh, we George can just Carlin. keep doing them. Yeah, George is one of my right? my heroes. You know, yeah, the guy, you know, he was one of the most foul mouth comic ill ever, but he spoke Amazing. the truth. Yeah, he spoke the truth, the God's honest yep. truth, and it was yep. painful for a lot of people mm-hmm. to hear. But you go to sleep. He's the kind of comic. After you watch his show live or just watch his specials, you go to sleep disturbed and angry. Yes. <laughs> and then you wake up with a purpose. <laughs> right. Disturbed, yeah. angry. You wake up with a purpose, but you also feel like you're part of something bigger. And bigger, you're, you're because, part of something yeah. powerful, right? I know. And you just listen to somebody who was in on it the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And now, you, yeah. now you're in on it, too. Now totally. it's up to you. Are you going to stand by totally. or are you going to stand up? What you're gonna do? Oh, so that's Rex, that's, that's that, to me that comedy comedy can be a very powerful tool, if not a very powerful weapon. It can be, you know. So I think we're ready for oh. the next stage. I think a lot of us are ready, and it's all right. We got to keep that sense of humor. That sense of humor got to keep it sharp. You got to keep it sharp Amen. always, you know. Otherwise, so, um, yeah. you know, we're kind of like we'll just stay where we're at, and that's no fun, you know. Okay. I'll I'll jump in here because parang medyo parting thoughts ko na rin to. I love that this was like a clarion call from Rex Navarrete people. Putang talino pala ng gagong to. Shit. Deep pala si Rex. Must much more deep than I had expected. So That's we have a clarion call. That's deep. Exactly. Very deep. So we have a clarion call people. People. From uh, Rex oh. Oh, oh. No, So get, get, dip, get, keep funny, <laughs> but continue to evolve. And it's so powerful to me that you just said this because I was thinking now in the age of TikTok <laughs> and all these other platforms that really give yeah. Pinoy such a global stage so much more quickly. And frankly, mm-hmm. even remembering against Trump before God bless him, Al Franken bowed, bowed out, right? Because mm-hmm. of the whole Me Too movement and bless him for yeah. doing it. Um, yeah. To me, I actually felt at the time, if we're going to go up against this kind of crazy obstinacy that was so bewildering, humor might be the way to do it. And I really felt Al Franken might have been the guy to do it. So I, I think you talking about this potential and the subversiveness of humor and the truth telling and martial law humor, mm-hmm. I think we're totally sitting on such a, an explosive potential here. There's so much more that humor can do for us. It can exactly. fold us in and make us feel like a community. But exactly. God, you're right. It can totally affect change. So, mm-hmm. Jesus, thank you. I'm all lit up and excited. <laughs> I'm just passing on what was passed on to me. And, and I, now you guys know what now you guys know what side I'm on. You know. Grabe, so eh? I would love to I would love to visit the, the Philippines, you know, even though you know where things are at, it's still my country. And, um, you have you know, new friends here, sir. We got to yeah. go have whatever it is, tea, <laughs> coffee, or whatever <laughs> other thing. <laughs> I miss just hanging out with all my friends there. It's, oh, it's time to come home again and do some okay. gigs. I got to get back on stage there in, in Manila. We can't Makati wait to have you. And there's so much stuff that's just building up right now. Like, I mean, just mm-hmm. coming back to this new cycle of our life here, mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. sure it will be very mm-hmm. interesting. To say the least. <laughs> I think I think you guys need to laugh. 
Are there, yeah. We do. Are there any, Please come are, back. Are there any up and coming comedians, comics? What's the right term? Comic comedian? Comedian, comic, yeah, comics, yeah. comedians, stand up comics. Up, up and coming Filipino um, stand up comics that you're kind of, have kind of like, you know, caught your eye. Hmm. Um, there, well, I don't know. I, you know, I haven't been back um, there in Manila. I, I, like everyone I've worked with in comedy Manila, I, I've always still remained a fan of their work. And, and then the ones here stateside, you know, everyone's kind of younger than me and kind of like uh, became Filipino late in life. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, but this yeah. just, uh, you know, you know, for 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 a professional comic like myself, I I don't really follow a lot of comedy, which is weird, right? I'm not mm-hmm. a fanboy of my own craft, <laughs> you know. The, just normal things around me, you know, make me laugh, you know, more so than yeah. actual comics. And that's mm-hmm. that's just been I've been a bigger fan of just the, the world around me. And um, there are greater comedians walking amongst us. Um, who can see the humor and all the pain and the chaos than any any great overpaid stand-up comic I know, you know? They're really out there. Yeah, I can, and I can see why Richard Pryor is another hero of yours. Um, yeah. A lot of that sort oh, yeah. of life and the pain and the observational, mm-hmm. real experientialness mm-hmm. of it. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. finding the empathy and humor and truth-telling in it anyway. Ah, it's mm-hmm. amazing. God, mm-hmm. I've enjoyed this. I've learned so much. <laughs> <laughs> all right folks it is so 1017 yeah, yeah. oh thanks so much okay. for joining i think it's oh, no it's been so enlightening on so many ways um really appreciate that this finally happened thanks for giving us your time seriously and really Rex, seri- i mean if i was a fan so. before i stand rex i mean i'm like hardcore fangirling now i just <laughs> on a whole other level besides the funny i just i really appreciate your thoughtfulness and your craft just attention and Oh, just amazing. Thank you so much. What thank an honor you. to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. And if, I, if I'm if i ever in Manila when we're when you guys yeah. are all there together, we'll, we'll all yeah. get together for, yes. for coffee. Please. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We'd love to have you. <laughs> let's, let's, just get, let's get kicked out of that cafe. Let's just get kicked out. Game. <laughs> Game. Game. Yeah. I'll come ready with my espresso, sir. My Santo Niño espresso moment. Game. Okay. <laughs> All right, Rex. Ingat. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rex. Hope you had a good thank Labor Day weekend. Oh, yeah. It's, it's going good. But thank you so much, guys. God bless. God bless, everyone. God bless. Ingat. Bye, Rex. Okay. So, folks, my goodness, that went many different ways that I wasn't expecting. Many, many, many. I think that's our tagline. I mean, if you always think we're going to go one direction, it's just a kaleidoscope of directions. In the Serving end. the packing Filipino, no matter where it takes us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I was really touched. Um, I think that's, that's my biggest uh, sort of feeling right now is I'm, I'm really touched with um, Rex's sort of consciousness about um, others in the community right um yeah. the respect and 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 how you don't abuse um how you how difficult it is not to cross the line for the right reasons right mm-hmm. um and and that to me was super powerful because many times you really i mean 
I wanted to know a little bit more about his life as a comedian, right? Just saying, I mean, and especially that this whole issue about the highs and the lows and and what goes on is 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 really powerful, very very difficult, right? Um, but in the end, I love seeing that that value system again of the Filipino family um, and the communities behind even something as powerful as comedy as a profession. Mm. Yeah, I actually same Lou. I guess I wasn't. This sounds awful to say because I get. I've always just thought of him as extremely funny. And the one thing I could never quite square in my head is why I thought he was so damn funny and so unifying, as opposed to some of the other comedians that are coming up now who I find okay funny, but there was always a little bite to it yeah. that felt otherizing to me. Maybe Pilit even for me. Yeah. Uh, Pilit. Pilit or um pandering. It yeah. just felt different. And so Speaking with Rex today was for the first time I realized just how much in the tradition of Carlin and Pryor he is. He's so, and again, this sounds embarrassing for me to say, I guess, for someone who's really appreciated his humor for so long and I guess not realized how deep he actually is, right? And how much thought goes into who you punch at and how vulnerable that, that is. Also, how much love and empathy he really has for our communities and the plurality of our communities, diba? And how much he's so empowering to every Filipino in your own dialect, if you're yes. in Manila, if you're in the States. All of that to me was just, it, you know, in as much as he makes me laugh so freaking hard, like cackle. So few times I'm in an audience where I'm crying, right? I now feel like in addition to that, he's like a month, like a nice warm hug. <laughs> Like a nice warm down comforter too, which I think is wonderful. So yeah, that's my and I love that about our humor, huh? I really love that it it helps us with resilience. It's empowering, but it's also really comfy. It's very much coming home. No, it got bams. Said about you know the ability to um uh what's the word um engender change? I guess through mm. humor. Right, like yeah, you know, like you you respond to the humor and get what's behind it in order to, and then you realize that you wake up, you're part of a movement already, right? It it brings a kind of consciousness to you, and I think that the best best comics actually do that, especially when you highlight stuff that's going on in a country like ours, right? And, and um, I'm not so familiar with the stand-up comic that you might have nowadays here locally, but we certainly see it in um, Illustrator. You know, that kind of subversive humor and oh yeah, and but you know beneath that, what they're trying to say is really very you know it just punches you in the gut, really, right? And there you have it, Lou. Take us out. Oh, I don't know. Take you out, what? Like, who's going to have the last laugh now? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> dumb, dumb. Okay, guys. So, see you next episode. I hope you've all enjoyed. It was really nice. And keep laughing. Keep and laughing. definitely, yeah, let us know what else you want to wanna talk about, chat about, flip the narrative about. But yeah, let's keep laughing, folks. Because if not, we're just going to be crying. <laughs> Ingat, see you next time. Bye. Bye.
Well, was it worth it? Did we work it? Put that thing down, flip it and reverse it. Keep flipping with us. Subscribe to Flipping the Narrative wherever you get your podcasts to listen to our new episodes as soon as they drop. We are on social media too. Follow at Flipping the Narrative on Instagram and Facebook and let us know what you think. Or send us an email at flippingthenarrative.podcast at gmail.com. That's flippingthenarrative.podcast at gmail.com. Music courtesy of Cumbia Mamacita by Yoki of Ozen Beats. And thank you, thank you, thank you to Josel Gaston, our sound editor and musical engineer and podcast advisor and overall guru, and to Nami Kapati, the artist who created our awesome logo and visuals. Till we flip again.